Welcome to the Encounter YA podcast, helping young adults follow Jesus. Here are your hosts, Garrett Cars and Annika Carter. Today on the Encounter YA podcast, we sit down with Encounter staff member Lane Miller. Hear Lane's testimony and how God has pulled his heart towards ministry in today's interview. Everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We have the most distinguished guest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Elaine Miller <laughs> is with us today. I try not to laugh too hard. He didn't get to see the introduction I wrote for him. Um, but we're glad and happy to have you on the podcast today. Yep. Happy to be here. Is this your first one? Yep. First podcast ever. So, uh, boom. We will. Uh, See how it goes. See how much gets edited out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trusting you, Monica. <laughs> it's Matthias, you have to. Matthias is the oh, guy Matthias, behind the okay. scenes. Yeah, I'll text yeah him they, this. they. You, you just got to watch what you say because <laughs> pretty sure they have plenty of dirt on me. Plenty, <laughs> plenty is a vast understatement. <laughs> I have mounds of dirt on Garrett. <laughs> I figured. I figured that this podcast would just be Annika and I making fun of Garrett the whole time. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I'm really looking forward to this episode. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I can fire you guys on the podcast or not, but we're getting close. So just teasing, just teasing, of course. Anyways, we're so happy to have you on the podcast. For those of you who don't know Lane, he is a good friend of ours. He has been a leader of Encounter for a long time and recently has stepped into a position at Encounter um, as part of our staff. And I'm sure we might talk a little bit about that, but he is the worship director of Encounter and the men's ministry director of Encounter, and I'm just making up these titles now. I don't think we've ever talked about it before. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't have any official titles. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> we gave you the worship one last week. We did. That's yeah. true. Come on. I came up just, with it. Just Where's my adding. credit? Just we'll keep, just keep adding, adding <laughs> yes. titles to just my keep, title yes. each week. Yes. Yes. Garrett puts more things on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That works. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. We won't. It would take us the whole podcast to talk about Annika's title. Then, so. <laughs> yeah. And, it's and about subtitles. not even and not even like. Like one second to talk about my title. <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay, that's yeah, that. Garrett that's all. That's all you do. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're excited to kind of jump into the podcast for today, and we always we typically start at least with this question when um, we're talking about young adults. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would give them if you were talking to them? Yeah. So. I don't know. I think um, this is something that uh, I've struggled with a lot in the past and like even today, like still kind of struggle with through the day and day. Um, But just to be blunt (laughs) about it. And the one thing that I wanted to say was just stop, stop trying to please everyone. Stop trying to please people um, so much because like, We'll get into it a little bit more in my testimony, but like that was that was my life for a while. That's how I um, lived was just a daily performance of trying to please people, and it just left me so incredibly empty mm. um, and things like that. So, and even recently, um, I've been feeling like with this new position at the church, I just like been feeling that like I'm not good enough for this position, and like just thinking about. Um, like there's other people that could fill this and are much more qualified than I am um, and things like that. And I've even had like a conversation with someone recently about like being enough or um, 
performing to be a better person for someone and something like that. And uh, I just like got to share with them, like, you never will be enough. Like they were struggling with like being enough for someone. And I was like, honestly, just to be blunt about it, like I said, like you never will be. And that's okay. And that's the way that God created it to be was that no one on this earth um, will be able to please you and you'll never be able to please anyone else to the to the degree that you want to. Obviously, there's those temporary um, pleasures that um, we're able to receive from people and to give to people, but it's never a lasting um, thing in your heart. Yeah. And so, yeah. Dang. Just <laughs> mic drop it right off the bat. What the heck? Well, that's good. I, I think that's something that everybody struggles with. You know, like it's something that we all really struggle with, at least for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's definitely, and even even in my preaching and teaching and yeah. everything, it's just one of those things like you're going to say something and it's like, man, if our people, I mean, we kind of talked about it before mm-hmm. we got on the podcast. It's like, oh, I was worried about these people being angry because we said this one thing. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Absolutely. It's just like a daily thing that I think we all have to. And, and I think that even in our world today, there's a lot of camps like that. Like if you, you in order to fit into these places you have to do these certain things and if you don't meet these certain criteria then you're not a part of that group or whatever so we've even built societal norms on on some of that so that's really good Mm -hmm. um do you have any kind of resources that you believe would be helpful for young adults and we always say that you can't say the bible because we're hope we talk about that a lot so yeah (laughs) we tried to yes yeah yeah um I try to be a big book reader, um, but most of the time I make it about halfway through and then just like put it down for a day and a half or something like that. And then it's just, it's, it's back on the shelf. It's there forever. And I never finish it. Yeah. Um, but a couple that I have finished that I, <laughs> that I thought were really <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, they're worthy of being finished by there Lane. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So Should I ask you worthy. if you finished my my copies? Or? Uh, <laughs> Anyways, so the ones that Lane was thinking were. <laughs> um, the, the first one is just kind of a devotional. It's actually a 40-day devotional. It's called The, Perf- the Purpose Driven Life. Um, I think when I read that one and just spent those 40 days in that book, um, that was really helpful. Yeah. And it's just like the, the subtitle is what on, what on earth am I here for? Mm-hmm. And things like that. And I think that's a question that so many people are seeking. And I won't say that the book like gave me the immediate purpose. The second I finished the 40th day, I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. Um, but it it's a great... Um, starting point and you get to see God's kind of plan for all of that through that book. Uh, The second one, and this one comes from kind of my worship side of things. um, And uh, this one like completely shifted my view of just the word worship and not meaning just in song, but just worship in general. It's called the air I breathe by Louis Giglio. Um, That one, um, like I said, really shifted my perspective on the way that we worship and how God created human beings for worship, whether that is him or a sports game or (laughs) um, somebody else or yourself, um, things like that. You are created um, as a worshipful being and um, we choose what we get to do, um, what we get to worship. And things like that. So obviously he created us 
with a hole in our heart for him. And so that book just really lays all that out. And then the last thing is just a podcast. I've been, I listen to podcasts more than I read books. <laughs> so um, this one's just pretty simple. Um, has a lot, um, a lot of episodes. So you can scroll through and find just about anything that you're going through. And there will be someone to talk about it. But it's Becoming Something with Jonathan Pakluda. I think that's a good one for just for young adults. And it, uh, yeah, that one's just been helpful. It's, yeah, that's all. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. That's all. Awesome. So um, a huge part of what we wanted to have you on here for is to share your testimony. And um, we at Encounter really hold testimonies dear to um, our hearts, and we love to hold people's stories and and share in their um, sorrow and triumphs. And so uh, something that we love to do is listen to other people's testimonies. So we would love to hear yours, Lane, and hear a little bit about how God's worked through your life um, through, you know, childhood to career and what he's doing in you now. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll be talking for a minute or two. Um, <laughs> Get comfortable. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So kind of what I mentioned there at the start, I was uh, raised in like a very performance-based life, whether that was at home with my parents trying to please them or at school with grades and classes and trying to please all my teachers and please all my friends, um, um, just trying to fit in. And then also I was big into sports um, in high school and things like that. And so very performance driven um, my life was. And so I'm always trying to um, to fit in or to be the popular one, always thinking um, I needed to perform my best in order for people to like me. <laughs> and uh, like I said earlier, that just left me so incredibly um, dry and empty. And uh, I'd go home at the end of the day and like spend the time in my room before I fell asleep, just like thinking like, did I please like anybody today? Or like, does anyone like me (laughs) who I'm trying to be? And I would just put on all these different identities every single day. The different crowd that I went into um, would completely change who I was. And so, yeah, that was very, um, very draining, very exhausting. And so, um, also, aside from that, I was raised in a, a pretty uh, Christ, fairly Christian community. Like, you could say that my school is kind of like a private school, a private public school, <laughs> if you will, like a Christian um, school. Um, my te- like most of my teachers were Christians. A lot of my classmates and stuff were Christians, and so that that uh, influence was always in my life. And so that performance based life that I was living um, obviously played right into my faith. And that's kind of how my faith started was just me performing like I knew what I was doing in the faith and stuff like that. And, uh, I went through and I prayed the prayer (laughs) multiple times in high school. Um, but nothing really changed from those prayers. Like I would, I would, try and read my Bible or um, 
speak more nicely to people or something like that for a couple days. And then I was right back to being myself and putting on all these masks and uh, pretending to be people I wasn't. Um, and um, it wasn't until I really got to Hayes um, and experienced people that truly loved who I was, um, no matter who I tried to be that day, <laughs> you know, and uh, they didn't care like where I came from or like what I had done or anything like that. They were just so incredibly welcoming and cared about me from the get go. And uh, Garrett being one of those people that uh, I just remember coming to basketball. We used to do basketball every Sunday nights and Garrett was there most nights trying to be the best basketball player. Throw his back and <laughs> open the yearbook back up and take himself <laughs> back to high school. But hundred <laughs> percent shot nothing but threes. But, um, I can tell you this one move. I understand. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was one of those people that just like came up to me right away and was just like, Hey man, like, who are you? Like, this is really the love that you're here. And like, I'm glad that you're a part of like wanting to be a part of this church and things like that. And like, um, just like asked me all kinds of questions about who I was. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, he doesn't know me. Like, why does he want to know all these things? And, uh, Jordan Stangler was also one of those people and just people like that, that really just invited me in and loved me well. Um, and, uh, to find out that, and that just like really shook me. Like why, like I said, like, why are these people the way that they are? Why are they trying to figure out so much about me and care so much about my life? And just to find out that that love that they were pouring into me was just an overflow of the love that they were given by Jesus to, um, pour out to other people. They just loved unconditionally because of what Jesus had done in their lives. And uh, like I said, that blew my mind and just like changed my perspective of what it was like to be a Christian, I guess. And uh, I think it was like a couple months later or something like that, uh, we had the guest speaker Adrian Dupre come in and gave his four chairs message. And I just remember like just being so focused into that message. Like I didn't know who this guy was and uh, anything like that. But like, I just remember being so tuned in and listening to every word that he had to say. And I felt every word that he said. And uh, I remember just feeling like I was, I was that person in the third chair. I was a person that wasn't saved, but like trying to fake my way through um, this Christian life. And that's, that's how I considered, I considered my, I thought I was a Christian and I thought it was just a life of faking your way through it, trying to be a better person and things like that. And he obviously shifted my perspective on that. And uh, I knew a lot about Jesus. I just wasn't living for him. And so that night I, he made the altar call and I went down to the front and I just remember feeling completely different in that moment than I had in any of those other moments that I went and prayed that prayer or things like that. And I went back to my seat and I was just sitting there and I prayed for a while. And then I just felt like I needed to tech to talk to someone before I left <laughs> that night. And, uh, 
I like stood around and I was like, okay, who can I talk to? And then like the person I was going to talk to left and I was like, okay, I can talk to this. And then they left and I was just too scared to like go up to these people and like just have that conversation. And Garrett was one of the people that um, stuck around the longest and he was over talking to some other people and I was like, ah, well, Garrett's, he's, it looks like he's busy. So I don't know. I can't find anybody else. So I guess I'll just go. And I made it about halfway down the hallway to the doors. And I was like, nope, got to <laughs> talk to somebody. So I made it halfway and I turned all the way back around, went, interrupted Garrett. I don't know if you even remember this. I don't, bro. I'm like, <laughs> my gosh, I wish I did. But uh, I uh, interrupted you in your conversation and pulled you into the tech booth when we were still in the gym. And we just sat in there and talked for, I don't know, something like 30 minutes. And me just pouring all this stuff and and uh, crying and all that good fun stuff. So, <laughs> um, and then he just prayed with me, and we we went on about our lives. And uh, Garrett's kind of been there for me ever ever since then. And uh, there's been a lot of people that have just poured into me um, to get me to where I am today. And uh, I got baptized shortly after that. And uh, God began to really shape my heart um, to be confident in who I was, who he had actually made me to be, and I didn't have to put on all these masks in order to please people, and that I never was actually going to please these people, um, but to just live a life, um, a consistent life of trying my best to please God instead of other people. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just began to change my identity in my way of life completely <laughs> from um, I would actually spend time in my Bible. I'd spend like consistent time um, talking with him and I didn't know what prayer really looked like. And so I was just being real and like come to find out I was like, Hey, I was doing that right. I guess. <laughs> wow, <I'm> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I guess it helps to be real with God about your problems and things like that. And so, um, I know you mentioned in the leadership meeting earlier tonight that like scripture is truly transformative mm -hmm. and I didn't really understand. I think I had heard that before, but I never really understood it until I really did dive in like you were saying and just read through the gospels and things like that. And like God just really like the amount of change that happened in me, like that first um, three months or so of my faith was incredible. And so that is a little bit about me. And since then, I guess I've um, come to just love serving up here at the church. I got plugged in, um, started serving and fell in love with that and just being in the community here. Um, that's what really, I think, scripture and the community that I had built here in at a part of Encounter really uh, changed the trajectory of my life. And God used a lot of people yeah. <laughs> to pull me to him. That's awesome. The one thing that I was just thinking about is what the difference was between uh, the pleasing people before Jesus and pleasing people now. Like, is there, would you say, what 
you know, like how do you, re- I'm like, we already kind of mentioned, like we still wrestle with that yeah. stuff, but what, for me, what was the difference between like lane before in terms of pleasing people yeah. to lane after? Or what's the thing that like helps you yeah, work through it work or through it. not struggle as much maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think, uh, um, before Jesus, obviously I was hundred percent just trying to please people for my own good. <laughs> yeah. Trying to uh um be better for them so that they had a higher view of yeah. me. That's good. Mm-hmm. And now I think when it comes to um after following Jesus and trying to please people now, I think it it stems from um probably still a small bit of People trying to have a, a good view of yeah. me. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I want to be a good person. Sure. And so I, I want people to think that I'm a good person and stuff like that. But also, um, I just want people to see um, the best in me so that they can see Jesus in me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a like a... A very subtle like mind shift, yeah. but it doesn't like, really seem like a big thing, because, but it's a big thing. Yeah, because it's not, you know, I want people to see me better. It's like that recentering of like, okay, I know that I can't force people to see God, but like recentering yourself to um, get out of the way and to, yeah. and to mm-hmm. be like, okay, I want people to see the Imago Dei in me, that just as I do in them, and I want them to see how much God has really transformed me. So it's a, like a very like subtle shift, but God, one of my favorite like things in scripture is that God looks at our heart and how yeah. like widely applicable that is. So like God sees your subtle heart shift between like wanting to be praised and wanting him to be praised. And yeah. he sees that and can bring glory through yeah. your day to day now. Yeah. You don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Like either. That's just. That's just you're continuing to be, I mean, the big churchy word, sanctification, right? (laughs) We're becoming more and more like Jesus. And that's why I love the uh, John the Baptist, you know, in John 3 is like less of me and more of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the heart cry for me as I'm continuing to try to become like Jesus, especially in the area of pleasing people. And that's like for me, especially like on stage or developing sermons, It's like, I know there's going to be so many people in this room. How do I please everybody? It's like, nah, mm-hmm. I just got to say what God wants me to say. <laughs> yeah. And not, and, be enough. right. And it, and then sometimes it's like, you need to be a good preacher and, and try to attune to every person right. in the room. But when it becomes overwhelming, that's all you're focused on. Then you have your priorities in the wrong, wrong order. So I just felt like at the end of your testimony, man, I just want to give an invitation for if somebody's listening on, on the podcast and they were living a life like you were living that maybe they were in a church or surrounded by Christians and they never made that decision. Um, they never, they, they've never actually made that life changing life altering decision to, to become a Christian. And it wasn't just praying a prayer, but they really felt the Lord prompting them to make that choice of, of really, and every choice matters. I don't think those prayers that you prayed at mm-hmm. your church out in Western Kansas <laughs> didn't matter. I think yeah. they're a part of the process of Jesus, but yeah, for sure. you were saying, just like that was a day that you knew that you knew that you knew that you were supposed to become a follower of Jesus, that Jesus was prompting yeah. your heart. 
there's somebody on the podcast that wants to make that decision, I just invite you to pray for forgiveness for your sins, that you would say sorry for for um, trying to live a good life outside of becoming a, a, a Christian, be, putting your faith and trust in Jesus's death and resurrection, and that's it. That's literally what it takes, yeah. and you're responding. And I just felt like through your testimony that maybe somebody on the podcast listening felt the same way they they did and and the invitation for them is to make the same decision you made yeah. is to is to say hey Jesus I put my faith and trust in your death and resurrection that you are my lord that I'm sorry for my sin and just wanted to give that invitation for people yeah and just like for me it was just that realization of it's not about being good yeah like we're all in this together we're all <laughs> sinful yeah um, beings continually falling like each and every day and leaning on God's grace every single day yeah. and his yeah. forgiveness and asking for continual forgiveness, mm -hmm. um, repenting for the things that we do day in and day out, you know? And so, yeah, it's not about being good. And so I just encourage the people that are listening with that. Yeah. that we're all broken um, beings in need of a savior every single day. So, yeah, it's yeah. good. For sure. Something that I think would be great to cover is like you talked about how transformative that time was when you first um, dedicated your life to God. And I think it'd be great to talk about, you know, you said you loved serving and mm -hmm. how did that transition from serving this church uh, transition into wanting to work with us? Because I think that transition is a very hard one usually. <laughs> and it's one that takes a lot of God tapping on our shoulders and being like, no, really, I actually do want you to do this. Yeah. So I think that'd be a great thing to share of just how did God pull you into wanting to actually serve in ministry? Yeah. Um, I made him do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Garrett is the Long Lord. Story, <laughs> long story short. Yeah. Garrett uh, forced me into this position. No. Um, no, I think it start I think it all started probably like three three or so years ago. Um I was kind of um in that serving position up here at the church and just kind of fell in love with that and was just like kind of in a weird spot in my faith and uh like trying to figure out like what's next in my life. Um and was praying that prayer. Um all the time, <laughs> like just, just, just like God, give me something, you know. And uh, it was like, like I said, like three or four so years ago, I was at work one day and just talking with God, and uh, um, just felt Him kind of nudge me um, about like not being an electrician for my whole life. Um, and I didn't know what that looked like or like when that was going to happen. Um, but I just knew that like ministry, um, was going to be a part of my life someday. And I've always had like kind of since my life got transformed so quickly in college ministry, my heart pull has always kind of been college ministry because I feel like this is a defining time in people's lives where they're, f if they're, if they're raising a Christian family, um, their parents' faith is no longer their faith. They have the decision to make that, or they have the opportunity to make that decision themselves. Um, or they weren't raised in a Christian home and they're kind of introduced into this um, 
And so they have that decision. And I think that leads them in the direction of the rest of their lives from this time forward. Um, And so, like I said, I loved serving up at C3, um, later joining the worship team and uh, learning how to play the guitar. And uh, (laughs) Garrett was my inspiration. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Absolutely not. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, Those of you that don't know, Garrett played the guitar on stage once. I'll link the uh, the show notes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there we go. You might not want to watch it. <laughs> I'll give you the timestamp and everything. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd um, been serving for a while, and this last year, Garrett just approached me and uh, asked me to maybe start thinking about and praying about um, coming on staff up here um, for Encounter and things like that, and. Um, mentioned that it wasn't going to be an un- that it was going to be an unpaid position. I was like, uh, right out of the gate, I was like, ah, man, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> a subtle mention. It's like, also, um, you will not be paid. <laughs> Do you want to work for the Lord? Uh, treasures <laughs> in heaven, <laughs> kingdom, kingdom bucks. Yeah. No, um, I don't know. It was terrifying, honestly, at the start. I was like, how in the world am I going to, um keep up with my financial needs of everyday life, paying rent and bills and all that fun stuff and my truck falling apart slowly. (laughs) Um, And uh, so I just started praying about it and like just kind of keeping it in the back of my mind, but not really paying too much attention to it. And just slowly began having more and more conversations um, with Garrett and people outside um, because there's some of my friends and stuff just mentioning that the position was open and uh, just over the course of six months or so, I don't know, Yeah, that uh, the Lord just began to slowly pull my heart closer and closer to um, that position and like the details of fundraising and all kinds of stuff kind of slowly fell into place. And uh, um, so, yeah, I think... Uh, the Lord was just really leading me in that direction. And so I just wanted to be faithful with him, faithful to him and, uh, trust that, <laughs> that yeah. direction. And, uh, yeah. it was very, very, uh, nerve wracking. That's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, as the fundraising began, um, I just got to see God's hand, um, absolutely in that. And just kind of a reassurance of, this actually being his plan and his purpose for me at this time, I definitely did not expect ministry um, to fall into my lap the way that it did um, so quickly in my life. Um, 23 years old <laughs> and uh, I, I thought I'd be 30 or something like um, before I got started in it. And so, um, yeah, the Lord has just really been faithful in the fundraising process to provide everything that I've needed to be at peace um, with this position and uh, just meeting with Garrett every week and meeting with our worship leader every week has just really encouraged me to continue in this, this path. And like I said, I've had struggles already of feeling unequipped to be in the position that I am. There's so many more 
so many other people on our worship team that know way more about music and things like that than I do and people that are much better at um, conversations with other men outside of um, encounter than I am. But um, like I said, the Lord has just been faithful in getting me to where I am and uh, um, providing everything I've needed and uh, had very encouraging people around me to yeah. keep pushing me in the right direction. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and God has showed up some big ways, man. It's awesome <laughs> to see just... Yeah, just to see. And I think that's encouragement for everybody, not just if you feel called to ministry, but like every time you step in obedience, he, he, uh, there's always this really cheesy saying that if it's God's will, it's his bill. Have you heard, <laughs> have you heard that? But, and it's so cheesy. I hate using it, but it's just so true. Yeah, like it's literally, absolutely. it just like he is going to take care of you. And whenever we're walking in his perfect and pleasing will, mm-hmm. I think that we are all trying to, to do that he's going to take care of us. And it, it might not, it's not always going to be just financially or whatever, but he might give us the peace that we need or whatever that looks like, but he's going to take care of his kids. And mm-hmm. I think that your life is a testimony to, to that specifically. So sure. is there um, anything else as we kind of wrap up the podcast to, to share that, that we haven't covered today? Um, I think just kind of a lasting thought that I had was just to trust the process. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let God be God and uh, trust that he's working in our lives um, because he is, whether you know it or not. Yeah. If you're seeking to follow him um, and maybe not even doing it very well, <laughs> he is faithful and just and will... Um, like we were saying, provide everything that you need, but we'll also be faithful to you um, yeah, in leading you to where you need to go. And uh, I never thought that I'd be in ministry where I am, like I said, and still struggle um, with feeling adequate and equipped enough to be where I am. Um, but just trusting that God's will is perfect and that he has a plan for all of that is uh, very humbling. <laughs> yeah and, uh, encouraging to know that he's he's still working yeah and uh a verse that i um has just kind of been really sticking out to me the past couple weeks um and i've heard it multiple times and uh is just romans 12 uh one and two it says therefore i urge you brothers and sisters in view of god's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Just that that we would offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. I think that's the part that's really been sticking out to me. It's just like sacrifice your time to be with him. And that's that's pleasing to him. Trying to please God um, above people will always bring you more satisfaction and, uh, and peace in your life. Mm-hmm. And it says that this is our true and proper worship, is to please God and to 
um, sacrifice um, our wants and needs and desires um, to line up with his. And then just that second half of not conforming to the pattern of this world, that's exactly what I did the whole um, first half <laughs> of my life, I guess, is just yeah doing what the world wanted and uh, being okay with that, but also being extremely empty because of it. And, and then come to um, giving my life to Christ, just being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Um, and that comes through scripture, that comes through um, spending time with community, other believers and things like that, and continually praying and talking with God through your struggles and things like that. And uh, through those things, we're able to test and approve his will. And uh, that's, in a nutshell, I guess, how I've ended up where I am. <laughs> yeah, that's great, so, man. Yeah, that's really good. That's perfect. We'd love for our audience to be able to connect with you. Is there a way that would work um, best, you know, social media or yeah. email yeah. or? Yeah, so obviously if you're a part of Encounter, um, <laughs> just, yeah. just find me on a Wednesday night. I'd love to chat and connect with you. Um hear about your story and things like that and share a little bit more about mine if you want me to go deeper but um social media uh, i have uh facebook and instagram i don't even know my handle on instagram. i'll link i'll link lane's yeah. instagram Monica, down below if you like get a million lane, followers it's lane because i'm pretty sure i was gonna say i'm pretty like sure it's lane.mill 13 wow i'm glad annika knows she knows everything, know. bro. Sorry. And then I'm just Lane Miller on Facebook or something like yeah. that. So sweet. Yeah. Lane Perfect. with a Y. Lane with a Y. Lanye. Lanye. There you go. <laughs> had you to had get, to get, get it in, in once. You did. <laughs> well, bro, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, man. And we really appreciate what you do up here at the church and just who you are as a person as well. Thanks everyone for tuning in today and be sure to check the show notes to get in touch with Lane. <laughs>